0: This is Inside Indiana Business Radio for the afternoon of Monday, February 19th, 2024. I'm Kate Sharon. After a deadline for a major state infrastructure funding program passed last Friday, the president and CEO of the East-Central Indiana Regional Partnership laid out its priorities in hopes of snagging more funding this round and addressing issues residents have voiced. Trevor Friedberg said east-central Indiana is ready for the tremendous opportunity the second round of the Regional Economic Acceleration and Development Initiative presents after the first investment was widely regarded as a catalyst for several quality-of-life projects throughout the state.
1: Yeah, if we get the allotment that we would like to see, there's going to be tremendous change uh, in the community. I mean, you'll see it in all corners. Every county is going to see different types of projects that are going to enhance their communities.
0: The regional organization's priorities fall into four categories, quality of life enhancement, access to child care, expansion of education and workforce development opportunities, and housing and infrastructure. The first round of Ready awarded the region $15 million, leading to 19 projects across the region and leveraging $135 million in public and private investment. However, Friedberg said they felt they could have done more with a larger allocation and are gaming to achieve more this time around. A new ranking, released by the National Academy of Inventors, shows Purdue University remains in the top 10 in the world for U.S. utility patents. The university is ranked number 6 with 198 patents from the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office in 2023. Purdue's ranking falls one spot from number 5 on the 2022 list, but the university's number of patents is up from 192 that same year. Indiana University is also ranked on the 2023 list at number 73 with 46 patents issued, up one spot from the previous year. The United Auto Workers Union is threatening to go on strike next week at Ford Motor Company's largest and most profitable factory in a dispute over local contract language. The union said Friday that nearly 9,000 workers at the Kentucky truck plant in Louisville will strike on February 23rd if the local contract dispute is not resolved. If there's a strike, it would be the second time the union has walked out at the sprawling factory in the past year. In October, UAW workers shut down the plant during national contract negotiations that ended with large raises for employees. From the number one source for Indiana Business News, this is Inside Indiana Business Radio.
1: Indiana, your bold future starts here. IBJ Media, Inside Indiana Business, and the Indiana Economic Development Corporation invite you to the Engage Indiana series, presented by CareSource, Indiana University, and Old National Bank. With an unrelenting focus on growing Indiana's economy, our Engage Indiana events take place in every region of the state. Discover when we'll be in your area at ibj.com engage.
0: The St. Joseph County Commissioners have approved a new site for a proposed $5 million satellite garage in Granger. The county said the garage will provide salt storage and a fueling station, as well as a future facility to house equipment during winter storm events. The county is acquiring about five acres at the end of Alexander Drive in Granger for the project, which will be completed in two phases. Commissioner Carl Baxmeyer said the salt barn will be constructed with environmental controls in mind, including a concrete floor with containment measures in place to keep any salt or fuel-contaminated liquid from escaping the building. Six challenges to U.S. Senate hopeful John Russ candidacy were filed by Friday's deadline, increasing the likelihood that the Seymour egg farmer will be kept off the GOP primary ballot in May. IIB's Alex Brown has more.
1: The challenges came one day after the Indiana Supreme Court stayed a lower court ruling that would have stopped election officials from using a contested primary law to remove Rust from the Republican ballot for U.S. Senate. Hoosiers from Monroe, Harrison, Marion, Whitley, and Hamilton counties filed the challenges against Rust according to documents obtained by the Indiana Capitol Chronicle. Each claimed he does not meet the state's two primary rule. The law prohibits candidates whose last two primary votes don't match the party they wish to represent. Rust's two most recent primary votes were Republican in 2016 and Democrat in 2012, meaning under the law, he can't appear on the Republican ballot for the 2024 May primary election. The law allows an exception should the county's primary chair grant it. Jackson County Republican Party Chair Amanda Lowry elected not to do so in this case. Rust's ballot chances are now up to the Indiana Election Commission, which must rule on the challenges by February 29th. The state panel is split with two Republican and two Democrats. Roughly two dozen additional challenges against other local, state, and federal candidates will also be decided by the commission. Alex Brown, Inside Indiana Business, Radio.
0: The owners of Shift Restaurant and Bar in the Dearborn County community of Bright are moving a little farther west to open their second location. The new location is at Hillcrest Golf and Country Club in Batesville about 24 miles west of Bright and 47 miles west of Cincinnati, according to a news release from its parent company, Boardwalk Restaurant Holdings. The new location is expected to employ about 45 people. Owners Matt Ewson and Nick and Megan Roberts said the project is a result of a six-figure investment. Indiana Pacers star Tyrese Halliburton helped lead the East to a record-setting win in Sunday's NBA All-Star Game at Gainbridge Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, capping off the city's second stint as All-Star host. The weekend brought in an estimated 125,000 visitors to downtown Indy, with an expected $320 million economic impact coming from the festivities. Pacers owner and alternate governor Steve Simon said the impact will be substantial. Jim Bowler, the inaugural dean of the Mitchell E. Daniels Jr. School of Business, is this week's guest on the Business Beyond Podcast with Gary Dick, presented by PNC. A weekly conversation with high-profile Hoosiers in business, sports, entertainment, and beyond. Available now from your favorite podcast provider. I'm Kate Sharon for Inside Indiana Business, radio on demand.